The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. As I was um, late last night uh, musing about the gospel, um, from somewhere in heaven, I heard my mother's Sunday school voice saying, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. Won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I'm quite sure that you would be glad, uh, as would my father, if I just sat down at this point and said, uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Um, and Dwayne probably would if he's here and several others. But we really must say more about that light. Um, for we must pass on from, um, but keep those Sunday school understandings. We never really lose them. We never really give them up. And they continue to inform the more informed uh, understandings that we may have as the years go by. The Lord said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. St. Peter of Damascus said, if you see the light, remember the giver of it. And Billy Joel said, we didn't light the fire. And in a sense, he was really right too. We didn't light the fire. We didn't light that which we pray someday we will see in its fullness. We didn't light it. The fire of light is a gift from God. And as much as we need it, he has to give it. It is not something that can be manufactured with an LED or something else, uh, with a lithium battery. The light of God has to come from him himself. As much as we need it, he has to give it. He himself has to give it to us. And we have to ask for it. We don't just get it. It is not forced upon it. We have to ask for it. Does that make sense? For one of the greatest things that our Lord gave us was a will, that which can cooperate with him that which can ask for those things that we need. And when we ask for those things that we need, can we count on him? Is he going to say no to a request from his children for something that they need, for something which gives direction, which gives peace, which gives warmth, which shows the light of the gospel? He will never say no if you ask for that which is according to his will. There is a wonderful prayer for light that the priest prays quietly at the altar just before the reading of the gospel. And part of it says, illumine our hearts with the pure light of thy divine knowledge and open the eyes of our mind to an understanding of, the, of thy gospel teaching. And it goes on to say, for thou art the illumination of our souls and bodies, O Christ our God. 
This is not just cognitive. This is not just good theology that we get an understanding of. This is the light of our souls and of our bodies and of our minds. This light of Christ permeates all who ask for it. Did you catch that? You are the illumination of our souls and bodies. Christ himself is the illumination of our souls and bodies. It is not an abstraction. It is not something that we read about and suddenly think, okay, oh yeah, now I understand that. It is that which penetrates our whole being, which consumes our whole being. We need so much to see God's light, to have our lives guided by it. Our world is stumbling in darkness, in case you haven't noticed, or in case you've been under some artificial light that gives you a sense that everything's beautiful in its own way. Our world is stumbling in darkness right now. I'm stumbling in darkness most of the time, if I truly admit it. There are those times where during the day I go, I don't know what to do now. I don't know how to think about this that is around me, about all that which confronts me in this life that seems so dark sometimes. I don't know what to do with it. I need some light. How about you? Are you laboring under the delusion that everything's just hunky-dory? We need that light. We need to ask for that light. God has made the light available to us. St. John Chrysostom said something that we really ought to hear today. He said if just ten of us would lead lives that are kindled by the fire of holiness, then the whole city will be lit up. Just ten of you. Just ten. The whole city could be lit up. Does our city need to be lit up? Does our state need to be lit up? Does our country need to be lit up? Does our world need to be lit up? So do the math. We, you don't need all that many of you. Just step up to it. Be illumined by the fire of holiness. And whether we feel that right now, whether we feel that light right now or not, the fact is, is that that light has been passed to us in Christ's church. He didn't leave it just with himself. He passed that light to us in Christ's church, and we hold it in our hands. I will never forget at our ordination when we were first given the the lamb at the altar when we preached, first had it put into our hand by the bishop. And all I could think about was uh, that prophet that got the holy, that got the hot coal put in his hand and on his lips. I mean, it felt like a hot coal on my hand. And I had to cherish that. I had to process around the altar with that in my hand. We have a hot coal, a hot light that has been put into our hands, and we process through the world with it. And it may seem like a heavy burden sometimes, but it is what saves us. 
the whole city might be lit up. Whether we see it or feel it all the time or not, it is there to warm us, to energize us, and to illuminate us. If we let the light shine in us by cooperating with it, by the virtues of good works, especially of love, probably the most difficult one of them, if we let that light, and I don't just mean um, the, the rock and roll love light, you know, let your love light shine. I, 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 I mean the love that is uncreated fire, that love. If we let that work in us through the mystery of the sacraments, we will begin over a lifetime to take upon by grace the qualities and the characteristics of he who is the light himself. We were meant for that. We were born for that. We have been saved for that, to be that light. How else is it that the Lord says to me, to me who sins so often and sits in the shadow of darkness, how is it that he says to me, to us, you are the light of the world, so let your light shine. He sees in us a light that we ourselves don't see in ourselves. He sees in all of you a light that your neighbor may not see. He sees in all those in this city a light which few of them see when they walk down the street. Do we see that light when we walk down the street? He sees that light when we don't see it ourselves. And how different would the world be if we begin to act as if the light of Christ was carried not just in the holy ones, not just in the Mother Teresas of the world, of, of the holy elders on Mount Athos, but in our brothers and sisters. Now we may have a bushel or a little corner of a bushel on it a lot of the time, so it's kind of hard to see. And uh, we may try and extinguish it sometimes, so it may be hard to see. But what if we saw it in our brothers and our sisters, our spouses, our children, and even in ourselves as we considered our weaknesses? The grace to see the light that you carry, the grace to see has been given, but you have to ask for the illumination of it. You have to say, Lord, I really don't see this. Help me to see this. And that's the kind of prayer that the Lord answers. He is guaranteed to answer that. So often we are reminded how Mother Teresa uh, in Calcutta saw the face of Christ in, when she looked into the eyes of the leprous pagan beggar lying there in the gutter. How would we be in the grace of charity in our community if we begin to at least give that a try? You know, there's, there's no magic trick to it. You just got to one day say, you know, that, 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 uh, that, that icon bearer, that light bearer that I see there on the street who's um, asking me for a dollar and uh, doesn't seem to be making a lot of sense. That one is an icon bearer. Now, his icon may be graffitied on and it may have been rolled in the gutter for quite a while. 
but somehow or another that part of that person, that part of that, that person made in the image of God, the part that I ought to connect with is not the messed up part. The part that we ought to connect with, with our neighbors, with our family, with our friends, with our parishioners, with our enemies, if you will. Republicans with Democrats, Democrats with Republicans. The part we ought to connect with, the part we ought to connect with is that part which is made in the image of God and bears the light of Christ. That's the part we ought to be looking for. Not the messed up part, not the dirty part, not the graffitied part. How different would the news be this morning if that was the way we rolled? It is, after all, the light of the love of Christ that we share between us that will show the world that we Christians really have the faith that we say we have. For the pagans even can see how we love if they really look. And that's the part we ought to practice, not that judgment part, you know, that division part. For more than all of our preaching of right doctrine, however important doctrine might be, and today we celebrate those holy fathers, it is that light that is passed to us on Pascha morning, that light that, where's it come from? You know, did it, you know, here again, we didn't light the fire, it's holy fire. <laughs> that light that comes from the altar, that comes from one flickering little light there on the altar and gets passed from one priest to the next, from one priest to the deacon, from the deacon to all of us, from the priest from us to one another, that light is the light that we ought to be passing. We receive that flame at the altar. It is given to us by God. You receive that flame at the altar today. We cherish that light as we process. We do not hold it flippantly. It burns if you play with it. You hold that light, you cherish it, and you don't let Satan it out as you walk around, as you process around. Come ye, take light from light. We don't let Satan blow it out. We guard it. We guard it that we might share it. We protect it from the gusts of wind that try and blow it out. And at the same time that we process with it, we are showing that light to the whole world. The same time we love one another, and don't let Satan it out. The same time we love one another, that is when we are showing the light of Christ to the world. How many baskets and buckets do we put on the light of our love? We have stifled the light by the bitter cover of angry opinions and judgments, even when those judgments and opinions might be the correct ones. If we use correct opinion, correct judgment to stifle love, we have let Satan, we, we, we didn't even ask Satan to poof it out, we poofed it out ourselves. Don't let that happen. 
We must cherish the spark of light in our brothers and sisters and in ourselves. Don't let Satan blow it out in your own life. If we put one another on a lampstand, if we lift up one another instead of covering one another, then all in the house will see that light. It shines for the sake of the whole world, and our good works will come from it. Our good works and our grace toward one another will shine more brightly than all our attempts at clarity in our thinking, as important as those things are. As, as important as clarity in our doctrine is, the light of our love will shine more brightly than any of that. I'd like to give that theory a try in my life, whatever remains of it. I'd like to attempt to practice that by the grace of God, whatever remains of my life. Will you give it a try for whatever remains of your life? For you hold that candle for a short time. That candle does finally get handed to another. Will you try? It is in the light of this difficult working, this working on love, love for one another, that we will see the light of Christ shine in the face of the other. We will see the light of Christ shine in our own face. He smiles when we love. He weeps when we war. Being in that place where the light of love shines is what you were made for. It is what we are being saved for. And in that beautiful, uncreated life that we could not describe or comprehend or certainly contain, for it is uncreated and it is God, in that beautiful light may we all shine. May our love give the dark world a glimpse of the holy light. And may that be to the glory of God the Father. Amen. <laughs>